Namaste and welcome to Sean and Elliot Read the Bible. It's a wonderful show in which Sean McLaughlin... Hi, uh, Sean McLaughlin here. That's definitely my least favourite of the opening sentences. And Elliot J. Fallows. Uh, read the Bible and discuss all its little quirks and foibles. We are... All the little fun bits of the story. Brought to you by our sponsors and employers, Bible Corp. Bibles. Why not get one for Christmas? Get one in your stocking. Yep. Pop baby, pop it in your friends. Yeah, just pop it right up your friends. <laughs> That's what we should tell people to do now. <laughs> Buy a Bible, just shove it right up shove there. Shove it right up the sphincter. You want your friend to be a better person? It gets to the blood quicker if you put it right up the butt. <laughs> you can take your friend out of the Bible, but you can't take the Bible out of your friend. Not when you're done with them. Uh, Sean, what book are we discussing this week? <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> no, what book of the Bible, you funny little fool. Joshua. We're, we're talking about the book of Joshua. We certainly are. Yes. Namaste again. Why are you saying namaste? Because I went to India last week. Oh, my God. And I've come back changed, actually. Um, I've really found myself there. And we'll discuss it, you know, in the in the first part where we discuss our personal lives. Everyone's favourite bit. <laughs> Are people complaining about it? No, they complain in other podcasts that they know too much about, like, the host's personal lives and they should just get on with stuff. But I think if you bring in that kind of bullshit, I don't want you at my table, thank you. (laughs) Imagine listening to this and going, just get on with the Bible stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like, who (laughs) are you? Get on with the cumbersome story stuff. What, have you got, like, a religious studies GCSE (laughs) to study for? And you're like, oh, I really need the actual information. Listen, guys, we are the official podcast of the Holy Bible, okay? You're getting your Bible fixed with us. We're talking about the book of Joshua today. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something right now, okay? And I do not say this lightly, and I hope to God the Bible Corp aren't listening. We are doing this podcast about the Bible basically because we needed a structure to hang our crazy personal banter off. And also, we're both coming up to the point now where therapy is going to start costing money. So this is like the replacement for it, obviously. Big, big money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are both freaked. <laughs> Absolutely. Because if there's one thing we don't have, it's money. But we still won't Patreon you. Why did you say namaste at the beginning there, Elliot? Uh, oh, me, Elliot. Well, I do get confused now because I have only just really introduced myself to myself. I went travelling, went to the you know the other side of the world, and I've only just come back. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I, I went to India last week. Oh, we talked about that, didn't we, on the show? Truly, and I have... I have changed. I've, I have mm. returned as a different person. Were you certainly eating donuts in my living room the same way you used to? Yeah. Is that how is the change manifesting itself otherwise? <laughs> no, I thank uh, whatever deity is up there for the blessing of the donut. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so we'll talk about it. Let's go through it. Sure. Elliot in India. Yeah. You, sh- you could have been the new Michael Palin. You could have, you could have, I could have been. Your own travel log for... For I mean, all we know, I could have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, Sean and listeners... Good if you'd pluralise listener there. Really, really ambitious stuff. <laughs> well, it's like me and also the, whoever is downloading it. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. That one person. I think you'll know by now, I've got a little bit of a sensitive guilt switch. little button on my old guilt machine, where inside I feel guilty about anything that happens in the whole world. 
Okay. Okay. Wasn't didn't know I did know that. Oh yeah, you do know that. Okay. Remember that time I was mugged and I felt bad about it? Yep. Yep. Guilt. Yeah. All guilt. Yep. So there I am in the slums of Mumbai. Oh my god. <laughs> as soon as I get there. Mumbai as well. <laughs> yeah. Of, of all the places for you to go. Yeah. Uh, driving through the slums of Mumbai. Were you wearing that particular Simpsons jumper? <laughs> I was wearing gold. Hey, God, the Western world's amazing. Look at this pointless jumper I've got. See you later, kids. Why I'm off you, to a wedding. Why are all your Simpsons clothes knockoff and weird? <laughs> yeah. why, is he think, why is he saying things like, by Columbo? <laughs> Dipe. <laughs> so, yeah, just like seeing... You know, people walking around on scrap heaps and kids and cows and stuff Fuck living on the street. Like genuinely, though. Yeah. It's yeah. first thing as soon as we get out of the airport. And then we were taken to the incredibly luxury, lavish, <laughs> wonderful hotel where we were just completely looked after. And the first few days of it was just me being like, the inside of me was eating the outside of me in a horrible oh little God. guilt fest. But I think that's, do you know what? I Before you carry on, I do want to say that being a bit guilty or at least having those views, mm. contradicting feelings, is probably a very healthy... It probably says a, a lot of healthy things about you and, and your empathy. At the start of the trip, I was very healthy. <laughs> By the end, you were totally adjusted to... I said things like, I am the Maharaja. <laughs> Where's my bacon, bacon boy? <laughs> you stupid boy! <laughs> you stupid boy, you bring me my bacon, you stupid bacon boy! <laughs> you fucking bacon boy! And... Uh, <laughs> They did it all for a healthy tip of what I assume was the equivalent of about two pounds. <laughs> so, yep. Rupees, um, isn't it? That's the thing. Rupees. Rupees. Yeah. Which, uh, like in Zelda. On the last day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the last day, we were told to just basically like throw them at people because they are worthless here. <laughs> we can't do anything with them. Uh, but anyway, I... It's like Scottish I, money. Yeah. Well, yeah. I went... It's, the reason I went is it was my brother's wedding. Yeah. So congrats. the trip... Don't get me wrong. The trip itself was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Life-changing. Beautiful wedding! Congratulations to mm. them. Really, really fantastic time, and uh, thank you to the multiple people who looked after us. Great. Um. <sighs> there you go then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you got any business? Nah, nothing's happened to me. No, nothing at all. I've got some news, listeners. Ladies, put your tops on. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you. Li- we come. We know a lot of people. <laughs> we know a lot of people, both male and female, listen to this show, and they. <clears throat> Listen to my voice, velvety, buttery. Oh, it slides into your ears like a slick magnum sliding into your mouth on a summer's morn. And, and they listen think- to my voice, which is just as smooth and just as, dare I say it, sensual. The key thing is you probably listen and oh. you think, hey, I'd love that Sean. I'd love that Sean to be a part of my life one day. Well... I hate to burst your bubble, but I'm taken. Sean McLaughlin is officially engaged. Ooh. I got engaged, listeners. I, uh, I'm i really happy about this. Chuffed, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's made my heart a bit warm bigger. Proposed. Proposed to the old girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is weird, because you've got a current one. Oh! Hey! Uh, yeah. Keep those five-star reviews coming. <laughs> we really think that this is the best podcast on the internet. Uh, that's great. That's so lovely. Is, and you went away for it as well. Went away. Went to, well, I tried to do it twice. Have I talked about this on the podcast? Not on the podcast, no. No. Tried to do it in London a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Totally got fucked over both times. How? What happened? Because she's a fuck. Wait, she's in the other room, so I can't talk that much, but she's fucking unreasonable. Fucking. How? Right. I just kept wanting to go, let's just go to the park. There's a nice park near us. There's a pond. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a nice place to propose? Not really. Why not? 
What, Tooting Beck Pond? It's a pond. It's a nice pond. There's ducks pond? on there. Pond? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the fucking symbol of love, are they? The bird of love? Ducks. Oh, oh, Elliot. Come on. Ducks are lovely. They're not... They're not this, they're not romantic. They should be like swans with their with their beaks embracing, so it looks like a heart. You know, that classic image. I, I've never heard of that image in my life. Oh. Anyway, the key thing is we went to the pond. On Basically, I dragged her to the pond. Do you not hear that? We, basically, we went to the pond, and she didn't think that was romantic. Listen, <laughs> listen, we went to the pond. I thought it was perfect, and then there was a sign coming out of the pond that she read saying, please don't feed the ducks. It encourages rats. She freaked out. We both had to leave. <laughs> Okay? Okay. <laughs> I then tried to lead her down this other sort of... I don't even know what you'd call it. Alleyway. An alleyway. <laughs> I was like, hey, what's up there? She goes, nothing. It's probably more rats. I went, no, let's just fucking come here. <laughs> this sounds terrible. It was awful. It was awful. And, okay. then that happened, and then that happened the next week as well. So in the end, we went to... Uh, I get what? You took her back to the pond the next week. <laughs> you just forgot about the rats. I, you got to keep it going. You're like, all right, today's the day I'm going to propose, but I have to do it next to this shit pond for some reason. Elliot, we're, look, look, let's be reasonable here. She is from another land, okay? She's from another country. So she doesn't know what romance is, okay? Okay. <laughs> and also, the government will throw her out of the country unless I propose to her. That's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> so you really need to... The most practical way of doing it... Was to do it across the road. Near a pond. Near a pond. Yeah. I don't think that's weird. Listeners, do you think that's weird? I think being, being proposed to in front of a pond would be quite lovely. I think it'd be quite a, a pleasant thing. Bunch of scallies sitting around, smoking spliffs. Some children crying in the background. Gives you a good example of what our life together will be like. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So in the end, we went to uh, Bruges. In Belgium. A <laughs> little bit different. A little bit different. It's either the pond or Bruges, isn't it? <laughs> Bruges is a lovely town, lovely town. What it... Beautiful. Not enough not enough rat ponds for my liking. <laughs> no. Nope. So it was tough to find a spot. Yeah. But in the end, I got drunk, got on one knee. You found a little dumpster to stand next to where you did it, I assume. A little dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Wolf howling at the moon. <laughs> yeah. Now this is more like it. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> Look at that rotting pigeon. Did it. Did it. Okay. Went, babe, mm-hmm. you and me, we've got a real good thing going. Okay. Let's make it a better thing going tax-wise. And then I put the rock on her finger. Don't know how he fit on there. Yeah, and that yep. is comedy. <laughs> so that that is why we're, that's why we're the <laughs> number one podcast in Sierra Leone. So that one going down the road. Oh, you did it. <laughs> so we're doing what down the road? Ah, <laughs> um, so I'm engaged. That's so wonderful. What when, a fascinating period in my life. So when's that cracking off? When's uh, that going to happen? And also, think, when are you deciding who's going to be your page boy? Well, we're doing it, we think, uh, next year. It's going to be very, very small. We're probably not going to have page boys or anything like that. Hmm? What even is a page boy? Just a chance for me to get my knees out <laughs> to wear shorts. Don't <laughs> Little a page boy, boy walking up the aisle with a what? With the cushion with the rings on it. Yeah, I think so, right? No, I think it's going to be... Uh, the plan is to do it very, very, very small and to just have a party. We don't have much money. Or just like podcast co-hosts and family and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friends, family, and podcast co-hosts. <laughs> yes, I'm always worried if I'm not his friend. At least, yeah, legally, you have to have a podcast co-host there. It's like the two rules about love are: you have to get engaged next to a dirty pond, and you have to have your podcast co-host that you legally. Wedding. Every wedding now has to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It has to be a podcast series made about every every impending wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to keep the family engaged and what's going on. 
the thing is, I've I've looked up a lot about weddings in the last few days. Do you know how much a wedding costs? These the average cost of a wedding in the UK. I don't know. I mean, the cost of everything infuriates me now. So yeah, yeah. I think I think I would lose the <laughs> reference point for why the, this is bad. Says the, says the man who just admitted that he just threw money at the streets in India. <laughs> yeah, because when I learned it was worth bacon to boy, me. take this money. Don't talk to me about that fucking bacon boy. Thirty thousand pounds is the average cost of a wedding. Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Are you losing your fucking mind, Britain? £30,000? If I spent no money in two years, then I'd have nearly £30,000 from my salary. Wait, what? <laughs> Currently, yeah. Are you serious? Is that how much you make? I don't make much. I'm still living. How do you... Okay. It's fine. I'm not going to get married, am I? Okay. I mean, it's not about... The key thing is it isn't about you. You're not going to be the guy who f- freaks out and starts crying at my wedding, are you? You can be going freaks out and just go, just, I object because I deserve this more than you. That's not what I sound like. I'm way butcher than that. Mask. <laughs> mask is what they call it now. <laughs> What's mask? Masculine. Oh, mask. Okay. Um, the key thing is, what am I talking about? <laughs> you, your wedding. I want it to be really small. And I keep saying to people, it's going to be really small. But I feel bad committing to that because I'm going to look like an idiot if in six months... It's a big wedding. I'm just finding myself on a white horse <laughs> riding into a castle on a mountain in this elaborate wedding that like it's just gone out of control and, and it opens with me pulling a sword out of my sheath and then a voice going Excalibur rise okay the love of two nations united your view of romance and love is so so weird as we've all just learned from every fact you've just delivered to us no also you know that if you were riding a horse into a castle you would be upside down on the horse the horse would be like kicking you in the face every time it was every That's time why I want a small wedding. when you say it goes into the castle it would just go into the wall of the castle and break its neck and you'd drown in the moat if when you unsheathed the sword you didn't cut your own legs off during <laughs> There's not a chance in hell that anyone who owns a horse would let you ride it into your wedding. Well, that's why I want to have a small one. <laughs> that's why. Those are the options. Yeah. You either do it in a town hall or you go the full works, castle, white horses, yeah. swords. Well, you mean I don't know what romance is? I think romance is an epic thing. Everything I learned about romance, I learned on a bottle of Coors Light. <laughs> okay. The love of this man will slay the innocents. <laughs> Skeletor, your fucking officiate. Uh, anyway, we're all very happy for you. Thank you. And as we said, we're not going to Patreon the podcast, but we've just heard that Sean's got no money for his wedding. So if you're going to Patreon a wedding, <laughs> then I guess that's where we're going now. Imagine <laughs> if I got my podcast listeners to Patreon the wedding. <laughs> Can you imagine? And at the end of the wedding, you had to like read out the names of the sponsors <laughs> do a meet and, meet and greet yeah but is it is it the idea with patreon or, or with like um what is it like kickstart or something like that you win little prizes you have little prizes oh they have to be like a guest at the wedding yeah. oh if you, if give, you give if me you give 20 pounds. pounds you can be the best man <laughs> if you give twenty thousand right. pounds you can give the bride away okay do you know what i'm gonna make that a thing right now <laughs> if, you, if you give a thousand pounds towards my wedding you can be my best man. You can organise my stag do. Okay. I'm not even planning on having a stag do, but I'll have one, just me and you. <laughs> Night out. You can go to the pond. Two thousand. will probably try and kiss you. Two thousand pounds. Who wouldn't? It's a pond. Yeah. Two thousand pounds. Uh-huh. You can give away 
Give away the bride. Fantastic. Five thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. You get to do the first dance with her. <laughs> you get to do the first dance. Ten thousand pounds. Sean's not even there. You're the groom <laughs> now. <laughs> Twenty thousand pounds. Elliot gets to move house. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, well, congratulations, mate. I'm very happy and proud of you. We're all very happy. We're all very excited. I guess the real question is. Do we have a Shrek theme wedding or a How to Train Your Dragon theme wedding? Or do we mix both those themes and hope that people don't notice? Oh, what? Like you're going to train your Shrek? Hmm? Hmm? I think it'll be great. I cannot wait. A lot of people have themed weddings. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Shall I have a theme wedding? Uh, yeah, but only if the theme is Gremlins too. Why? It'd be fun, wouldn't it? People like that. <laughs> I'm sure people would love that. Maybe they'll have to go as different Gremlins. You'll go as the white man in Gremlins. Are there any women in Gremlins? I don't know. Well, if there are, are there any women in if weddings? there are, then the bride can be there as well. And then everyone's just having a rip roaring time, pulling apart the pews, dancing all over the wall, smashing all the windows. Just, everyone's having such a great time. Hulk Hogan sitting at the back talking about the whole thing. Do you know what the best thing's going to be about my wedding? What is the bit where the officiant at one point goes, "The marriage between this woman and this famous YouTube gamer." <laughs> And then no! camera pans, green haired Sean McLaughlin standing next to you. Unbelievable. Yeah. You love weddings, don't you? Do I you do love, love weddings and I cry every time. Do you? Yeah. I love love and romance, Sean. Do you actually? Yeah. Yet you don't want to go to a rat infested pond? No. Well, I think you've got some serious questions to ask. You should have asked me to propose for you. How but would you have proposed? I would have. Why would I have asked you? Why would I have asked you to propose? That's the first thing, actually. Because I'm a love and romance expert. You're a what? A love and romance sex pit. <laughs> and uh, how would you have proposed? Curtain rises. Where's the curtain? What do you mean curtain rises? Curtain, Where's the curtain? Curtain rises. This is your problem. It's all style and no substance the with you. The sun sets. What? Over the beautiful city of Florence, oh, Italy. Oh my God. The two of us stand on a balcony, slightly higher, looking as the... Orange and golden glow of the rooftops. Don't choke on my love. <coughs> Bathes the city in warmth and, and, and sunshine. I turn to you. I look you deep in the eyes. And I say, from this moment to eternity, I shall be yours. And then I slit your throat. <laughs> Revealing that's where I hid the ring all along. I pull it out. I put it on your finger. I push you off the balcony. I pretend it was an accident. Isn't that... I start a new life. Wait. My name now, Sean McLaughlin. Famous YouTube gamer. (laughs) And then no one raises the question of what happened to the fiancé. Who's the fiancé I hear you asking? Capitalism. It's capitalism, isn't it? No. George Lazenby, the James Bond that is gone now. Haven't you basically just described the plot of Hannibal? Uh, I haven't seen him. Doesn't he go to Florence and slit someone's throat and push them off? I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about the book of Joshua, shall we? All right, see you after this.
Book of Joshua. Let's bang this bitch out. As Sean said right before his own wedding. <laughs> Good one, L. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Book of Joshua. What are you thinking about the Book of Josh? I equate... Let, tell me if you think this is fair. Okay. Okay. I equate the Book of Joshua to the Bourne Legacy, the later series of Happy Days, the final series of Scrubs, all shows in which the lead character were replaced... And then the thing itself was trying to, like, soft reboot and just pretend that it could carry on as it was before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, reading this, I definitely got the impression that it was like the last series of Scrubs. It's, it, well, you know what I mean? It's because we've had this main character who've been attached to this whole time. We've learned about the whole oh, life. So Mo- no, Moses. Yeah. We had Moses, and we were taking on this big journey with him. And his adventure's not quite over, but the lead actor, Moses has quit the show. He's not in it anymore. He died, right? Yeah. And this isn't eight simple rules where they can pull it off. It's the Bible. It's scrubs. And now we've got this new guy, Joshua, and the whole thing is like the adventure's continuing, but it's a bit weird because it's like, who the, f- who the fuck is Joshua? Well, it's and a there's bit moments in this book now where I think they're trying to prove it's like, you know, the producer of the Bible. It's yeah. like they're trying to prove it's the same old adventure. And it isn't. It's just not, it's not quite there. It's, it's there's that little thing hanging over it going, yeah, but this isn't Matt Damon, it's Jeremy Renner. I mean, we've made this very clear, yeah. and we'll make it clear again. We don't think the Bible is as good as Eight Simple Rules. No. I've... Eight Simple Rules is the greatest work of art in the history of this race, eight this species. Rules. Eight Simple Rules is brilliant, and they did pull off losing the lead. They pulled it off. It was great. Yeah. Where's David Spade in the Book of Joshua? <laughs> okay, that... Joshua could be played by David Spade easily. Okay. 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 Well, let's let's imagine David Spade. Okay. Good old David Spade. That's the, the book thing. Of Joshua is that Moses and Aaron we gave full backstories and lives to. Joshua, all I'll say is, could be David Spade. Could be David Spade. This is this is the <clears throat> Evan Almighty to the earlier Bruce Almighty. Don't get confused about that. In what way? Well, because I'm comparing Joshua to Evan Almighty, which is actually about Noah. What in, earth in, are you in which on Bruce about? Almighty, who I think is Jesus, is actually um, what the fuck Moses. Are you, what are you talking about? People get it. No one gets your People crazy get harebrained theories. People get it. People don't get it. People get it and they gag in for it. You ready? Grief. So we left off. Moses is dead. Joshua's in charge. They're about to enter the promised land. The Finally. Yes. Finally. They can taste the sweet milk and honey. They can taste the supple nipples of the promised land. Oh, yeah. Baby. The Lord commands Joshua. And Joshua then commands the Israelites. Basically saying, come on, let's finish off this job that we started. Okay? Moses is dead. That little alien Glebeglux 4, he's he's back. Mm -hmm. You know, he's presumably having space Christmas or something. And here we are. Let's finish off the job. And the Israelites answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Listen, guys, you did not obey Moses. You didn't obey Moses. If you think you were obeying Moses, then you need to put your fucking head down the toilet because you're a nutcase. Well, they are a group of former slaves. I think all they're used to is just doing what they're told. So maybe at this point, the Israelites have been like, you know what? We don't even know what we want anymore. This is confusing to us. All we know is is following orders. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of that where they're going. Um, (laughs) Damn right. So Joshua, son of Nun, 
sends out some spies. This is a cool bit. He secretly sends out some spies. They're on an important mission. I think he chose the wrong two here. <laughs> based on their did. professional conduct. Absolutely. The first thing they do. Let's let's read. Yeah. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Important. We've come a long way. Easy. This is important. It's an army looking over the enemy's territory. And then uh, what do they do? They set up, what, they, they maybe set up a little camp far away, look at them from a distance, take notes. What, what are they doing? Where, what, what do they do? So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, okay. the boss is off our back. Finally, we can <laughs> fuck these whores. Cut loose. Yeah. <laughs> the king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy on the land. Well, he's done it. They've done it. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who come, came to you and entered your house, probably more than a house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. So Rahab, mm-hmm. this prostitute with these two spies in her domain, has suddenly gone, what the fuck am I going to do here? What the fuck am I going to do? I didn't ask for these freaking spies to come, and I've got the king on my ass. I'm trying to run on his business here. The oldest business on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure. That's the business we're in. We're bringing you pleasure, but we do it for free, so we're not prostitutes. Yeah, and also we, I'm not sure we do bring them pleasure. <laughs> but you're here because you love it. You dirty bastard. You... you don't tell your wife about it. You just drive around the corner, you sit in the car and you listen to us, don't you? We know. We know where you are right we, now. We give you something that you can't get at home. That's okay? Us. That's right. That's right. Good. You're just there. You're waiting for us on some street corner and then it's... Oh, baby, you want something nice? You want something nice? And then we put the podcast on. And put the podcast on, it. yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 bitch. Yeah, finish. <laughs> finish <laughs> within about 80 minutes, please. <laughs> finish. Give us five stars. That's right. <laughs> Fuck you. Do it like you did it in that Deuteronomy episode. <laughs> Quick. Quick. Skip over the bits I don't like. Oh, give me more cum. More cum That's jokes. Right. That's Make right. me cum jokes. Oh, that first section where you talk about yourself is a bit long. Cut down on the foreplay. Get straight to the action. Straight to the fucking action. Yeah. Call me a bitch. That's Call right. me a bitch. That's right. Subscribe to my Kickstarter for my wedding. <laughs> Pay for my wedding, you fucking idiots. Tell me the chapter number. <laughs> um. Right. Rahab is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The what? The woman has taken the two men, the two okay. spies, and she's yep. hidden them in her attic. Very okay. cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's nice that she got an attic as well. Yeah, that's definitely the bit that lucrative sh- business. She got the three floors. Yeah, go on. That's what you're taking from this. Yeah, she's doing all right. Well, of course. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. Mm-hmm. So she said to the, the 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 king of Jericho, who'd sent that message to her. Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. One of the great mysteries. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. And then it says in brackets, as if we're thick. <laughs> but she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the... So- You've just said that we at the know, beginning of the sentence. We know already. We know where they are. <laughs> we know where they are. We're not idiots. We're not okay? getting confused by that. We're not, we're not, it's not like we're going, what, but she just said a thing that was different from the thing she did. We know what a plan is. Yeah. Joshua, writer of the Bible. Yeah. So why is she doing this? You know why? Uh, because she loves God. She loves God. She's not even been introduced to him or known. It's just that she's heard the stories. She knows about, like, the Red Sea magic and all of the good stuff he's been up to. Yeah, yeah. And she's just on board. She's converted. And even though she is someone who many would look down upon, 
she embraces the Lord and saves his people. I don't look down on her. I don't. I think she's doing what she's got to do to get through. And you know what else? Yeah. I think she's helping out these nice people. Exactly. And she's lying to the king. Is lying a sin? I don't think so. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So, good for her. Good for her. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Now she said to them, go to the hills so that the pursuers will not find you. It's a pretty good plan. There is then a bizarre pact made. This is, this is a bit of this story. Like, I think it's quite a simple story about a woman who helps the two spies, yep. helps the Israelites mm-hmm. enter the kingdom of heaven. The men then said to her, This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless, when we enter the land, you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you have let us down, and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. If someone goes outside your house, into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you swear. She's probably thinking, what the fuck? Am I signing up to a credit card here? It's not the first. I thought I was just helping out these people. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is the book where there are a lot of weird oaths going on. There's a lot. Uh, And this is the first one. Yeah. This is the first very important stupid oath. I love it. Because then, so so all of that is said. And then how does she respond? Agreed. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Fine, yeah. Obviously. Uh, Yeah, let's just just get out of it. I've got to get to work. It's like the (laughs) iTunes thing. You just go, yeah, fine. I accept. I accept. Fuck, I'll fucking get out of my house. Oh, no, now Google know where I am. That's fine. Whatever. Fucking who cares? Um, when they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went out of the hills, forded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun. I love this bit. So this is where they say what their effect is on people. So they're reporting to Joshua kind of how people see them and how people perceive them. Mm. It's what's happened before where it's like it's not a nice positive image. It's quite dark because mm. they say... Uh, And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even the inhabitants of the country do faint before us. It's like, what they're saying is, they're so scared of us, they're just on side now, (laughs) because they know we're just going to fuck them up if they try anything. Shock and awe. It's worked. If we don't kill them, the magic man in the sky with the fire will. Operation Desert Storm has succeeded. Absolutely. That's what I took from that, and I think that's pretty uh, pretty mm. powerful going there. Pretty good marketing. Then the Israelites crossed the River Jordan. This is what I like. This is exciting. Yeah? This is where the soft reboot, it's the same story again, kicks in. Oh, wait, wait. Let me, let me set the scene. Sure. I can't do it all on my own. <laughs> I'm no Superman. Bonk. Sometimes when you're leading a bunch of people, you need to think of yourself as not just their leader, but also their friend. That's Scrub, like, Scrubs was, Scrubs Scrubs was, was so shit. Um, did you like Scrubs? I did at the time, and I watched an episode recently and went, oh, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great when you're 15. It, that's exactly when it was. <laughs> it's so... I can't believe anyone thought it was good. Suddenly was, I'm like, oh, why is, he, why is he telling me the moral of the story? I don't What's need the this. moral of the story? You're a doctor. Get a grip. I'm an adult man. I get the moral of the story, mate. Uh, I, had a friend, <laughs> I had a friend in secondary school who was, I mean, he wasn't smart. He was all right, I guess. Well, yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. The key thing was... I can't imagine you were friends with the... What? What the key thing is? He uh, suddenly claimed to us one day, we'd known him for about seven years, mm-hmm. been very close friends, that his uh, dream was to be a doctor because he thought it would be like Scrubs. (laughs) He thought if he became a doctor, it would be just hanging around, having fun adventures, and once in a while, 
learning a lesson about life from an old lady who then dies. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> As most opposed of to a series is. of horrific, unwinnable battles <laughs> yeah. against the concept of death. Really just thankless uh, <laughs> fighting not only the <laughs> concept of death, but patients, the government, anyone who comes across yeah. your way. Nah, just he wants to yeah. make funny noises and kiss all the women doctors. Imagine going into a hospital and seeing that and thinking, yeah, I want this. It's a sitcom. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my God, a, a sitcom. <laughs> One of the doctors could hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, set, set, set the scene. This is the story. Okay. Curtain rises. Oh. <laughs> the sun sets. So uh, Joshua at this point, after receiving word from the spies, says, okay, well, we need to take all the Israelites then across the River Jordan from Shittim. From where? Shittim. Okay. And how are we going to do that? We need to cross the River River Jordan. Oh, I know. I'm Joshua, the main character. And to prove that, the River Jordan is going to part, much like the Red Sea did. Like, it's, it's the really, shame. It's, it's really, really hack, weird. isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it so lame that they just did it again? It should be something like... You know, maybe the river jumps over them, and it's just on the other side of them now. That's or, that's, that's your screenwriting experience or, kicking in. No, or, the I, river I, jumps over them, or something like maybe they all walk on the water. No one's walked on water yet, and yeah. I don't think in this book anyone will. No, and that's just like a new concept I've come up with. Mm. So, but no, instead it's him standing at the bank of the river Jordan, and then it splits him up into just like the Red Sea did. Yeah, and then everyone crosses. And then that's fine. That's that story. It's the same story, but it's Jeremy it. Renner now. Yeah. 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 It's it's David Spade. Tiny little David Spade goes, Yeah, I guess I gotta I guess I gotta break this river in half, yeah. I whenever you do impressions, it really haunts me to my bones. <laughs> Why? That's just like David What was Spade. that impression you did that sounded just like that a while ago? What do you mean? You did an impression on this show once and you, that was the voice you did. I tell you what, it wasn't David Spade. It was, blah, blah, blah. All your impressions sound like that. Was it Ray Romano? Yeah, that's it. Do Ray Romano. Hey, Adrian, you gotta, you gotta cross the road because that's where my mama lives. My mom lives across the road from us, Adrian. Adrian, we did it. Okay. okay. Do Rocky. You get all the bacon. You get all the Lego. You stick it all together. You stick it all together and that's how you win the fight. You win the fight. Okay. okay, and do Bill Cosby? Hey, uh, come over here. Come, come in my house. Okay, we're gonna. Okay, I'm gonna show you all my DVDs. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Drawing a line under this. Okay, we've yes anded our way into a serious den of vipers. All right. So they crossed the River Jordan. Oh, Bill Cosby. Why? Who did you say? Will Cosby. Who's Will Cosby? This is my neighbour. Oh, Will, good, good, Will Cosby. Good Will Cosby. Yeah, He's yeah. got a great DVD collection. Yeah, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And sometimes I'm like, I'm looking at the DVD collection and I'm so amazed by it, I just, I pass out and wake up somewhere else. So what happens after that? So they cross the river and they meet. You have got some, you, you want this podcast to fail. You want this podcast to fail. I don't know what you're talking about. Unbelievable. So going back to the actual story of the Bible, which is what we're all reading now, one of the things we haven't mentioned at this point, but this is the relevant point for it, is that there is an object that is being carried with the Israelites this whole time. The it's Ark. Part, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is something we haven't mentioned, but has been there the whole time. And the Ark of the Covenant, outside of the thing from Indiana Jones, is just a big box full of all the important things 
in the Bible. It's like Bible memorabilia, like they're going to sell it on eBay later. Yeah. So it's got the two tablets with the Ten Commandments on. Yep. And it's got, I think, like Aaron's staff that turned into the snake. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. in there. And his beatbox. And Beat. his beatbox. Uh, and his bop it. And it's got all the little weird things in there that have kind of come up at this point. Anytime we've mentioned an important object, it's just been put in this box and they're carrying it with them across the river. Yeah. And that's what the Ark of the Covenant is. And if you open it, your face will melt. We haven't got to that bit yet, but I'm sure it's coming up. I'm sure it will. Uh, when all the Amorite kings west of Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until we had crossed over, their hearts melted and they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. Again. Circumcise them again. Right. When I read that, I was... Uh, it took me a Google It was as weird. Well. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I get like, it now, but what yeah. Is he, what is he... Wait, what? Yeah. Has he gone a bit mad again? You can't circumcise them again. What are you going to cut off? Tip of the fingers. It's gone already. But then, obviously, it makes sense, right? Well, it makes sense because they then have this incredibly elaborate explanation into why they were not circumcised. And it's not... It's like the worst plot hole... You can never imagine. But it's like, I don't care. If there's, you, I'm not yeah. reading this with a foreskin, okay? This is what happens in reboots. They're explaining things to make it into something else. Now, this is why he did it so. This is the explanation. Mm-hmm. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age, died in the desert on the way of leaving Egypt. All the people that came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the desert during the journey from Egypt had not. Yeah. The Israelites had moved about in the desert 40 years. So that makes sense. So, so it's... Yeah, the people who left with Moses and Aaron have yeah. all gone. Then This is the next generation of people, and the people born in the desert didn't get the dicks cut off. Mm. I assume because you get all sand in there and stuff, maybe? Yeah, sure, that's the only logical we'll explanation. Get infected, you'll get infected if you do it in the desert. Absolutely. Uh, so we raised up their sons in their place, and these were the ones that Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised. I'd love How it. thick do you think we are? <laughs> How thick... They were uncircumcised. Wait, so had they been circumcised? I love that as well, because it suggests that Joshua was the only person doing it. Like, there's a big queue of people, and he's like, all right, next. Next. And there's just a pile of little foreskins being built up. I assume being swept to the side instead of putting the Ark of the Covenant. I think Abraham's foreskins in there, and that's maybe it. Yeah. You couldn't have a whole nation of foreskins in there. Nah. Are you serious? He's going to bury them in the desert somewhere. Uh, so then on the evening of the 14th day of the month, while capped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated Passover. Good which for is, them. Which is what? It's that thing, isn't it? We learned about earlier. Yeah. Sort of unleavened bread and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Eat bread. Cumbread? Hmm? Was it cumbread? All bread is cumbread if you make it right. Bread is cumbread if you prepare it the way we prepare it. Yeah. So they celebrate the Passover. They do indeed. They eat all of that sweet grain. Damn right. They enjoy themselves, and they all go, hey, it's weird. Yeah. He cut off a bit of my dong, but yet it looks bigger. How does that work? Yeah, look, look, I'm holding this 50-pence shekel right next to it, and it kind of looks like bigger in comparison now, right? And everyone around you is going, yeah, yeah, as long as, we, as long as all of ours do, then let's just say that all of ours do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of justifying it. And then they go, what are we going to do with all the foreskins? Joshua, what do we do with all the foreskins? And Joshua goes, I don't know, we're certainly not turning them into stew. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your stew. And they go, mm, it's nice. <laughs> mm, mm. 
back. Welcome back to the uh, musical part of the episode. Because now there's a story built on the power of music and it, song. It is. Thank God. We were just saying in the break yeah. how this is quite a lame book of the Bible. But now we've got a bit of... Do, a... do, do give us those five-star reviews. <laughs> and again, much like a franchise that's gone on too long, they're going to stick a musical episode in there. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. That's um, how they're selling it. So, yep. this, this, bit is, this bit is cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool stuff. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up for him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Maybe he's just getting married. Neither, he replied. But as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And stop you can't it. be angry. No, that is literally it. the end of the stop sentence. Stop it. I will cut you. That is literally, I read this. in your read house. This. I know where you live. Re- re- read this. Read this out. Right, read this out. Fine. Read this out. Read Fine. out that sentence. Fine. Tell me, tell me what he says. Which and you there? tell me. I'm not, I'm not okay. making light of okay. this. Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, and I have now come. Then Joshua... No, that's the end of the sentence. That's the end of what he says. So don't, don't you fucking give me those death eyes going, don't make it all... I, I'm reading the exact words of this book, okay? And if you don't like the book, then you can change it, okay? Okay, you can change it. If you think you're going to make it to your wedding day, <laughs> all right. you're going to have to shape up. Right? Listen, are you for us or our enemies? I'm just going to read exactly what it says in the book. Neither, he replied... But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And then Joshua fell face down. <laughs> Joshua fell Classic face down. Classic move. That is absolutely the best stop. That is like, again, a reboot thing. It's like, oh, now we're going to bring oh, back all the stuff that, yeah. that we used to love. The coming, wow, the falling wow. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? Oh, it's very funny. Very funny stuff. Yeah. So basically that soldier is just like an angel. Mm. And it's just trying to prove a point, but I don't know what the point is. It's well, something It's something about maybe violence or something, but I don't get it. Now we come on to the meaty heft of this little section, which is the taking of Jericho. So Jericho um, is just a place they're going to they're gonna take for their own, the army, the Israelite army. Uh-huh. But because of all the war and the fighting and the violence and stuff, they're going to take a different approach here. So Joshua and God command that the Israelites take the Ark of the Covenant and have... Uh, all of the trumpet players, because for some reason they have trumpet players <laughs> in their army. Of course. They're going to march around the walls of Jericho for, what is it, like a week? Something like that? Yeah. They go around for basically like a week, just walking around the walls, playing their trumpets. And then it's commanded that if they play their trumpets really loud, and if the soldiers yell really loud, and as it happens, this is what how it works as well. The walls of Jericho collapse. One of the walls just breaks because the music and the yelling is so powerful or something that the wall collapses and all of the soldiers run in and defeat Jericho and kill everyone. It's like a music video. Is it like Twisted Sister? Yeah. When they could sing I Wanna Rock and they play the guitar and then the wall cracks and... Exactly. Like he's in the teenager's bedroom. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. Or Miley Cyrus wrecking ball wink. We really do come from different cultural backgrounds, don't we, Elliot? We do. The Lord has given you the city. Shout. Joshua commanded to his people. Ah! Yes. I'm <laughs> they're sure. all standing at the wall of Jericho going, ah! Yeah, they're all doing Ray Romano impressions <laughs> at the walls of Jericho. <laughs> the city and all that it is are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all... 
who are with her in her house shall be spared exactly. because she hid the spies. So at least they was... kept up their end of the bargain. Yes, yeah, because so... it wouldn't have surprised me <laughs> given the given how this book has gone. They went, but Rahab didn't tie the twine tight enough, and so the Lord burnt her. <laughs> her neck was broken in yeah. a thousand pieces. No, it's like actually she's doing all right, and also, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they need a prostitute. All right, so we'll carry on, and they've taken Jericho. And also a new member of the team. By the way, you Rahab. should um, listeners should know that uh, I I usually turn up with about two or three sides of A4 of notes uh, on everything. And it usually doesn't. This week he did turn up uh, with one note and it was just maybe they need a prostitute. That's all he's written. That's what he took from this story. Well, yeah, it's the end of the book, isn't it? <laughs> oh, bro. It's literally the end of the Bible. That's where my Bible ends. Ah, uh, they destroyed, they devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it. Men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep and donkeys. Young and old? What, like babies? Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, go into the prostitute's house and bring her out. <laughs> and and a, all who belong to her. And a few hours later, <laughs> they did. In accordance with your oath to her. So they brought out the sp- the men who did the spying brought her out, brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, who all belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it. I mean, sure. Yeah, fine. So it's not enough just to kill them. They have to de- literally destroy the whole place. Destroy it to the extent that it could never be rebuilt. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. Yeah. So then it's God or nothing from now on. Yes. Of the of the most violent and pointless things we've seen, that's right up, up there, I think. It is, isn't and it? And it is it's not just... helped. In fact, if anything, it's made worse by the fact that this woman who you claim to help, with, hey, help, now you get to watch the city burn. Yeah. Now you get to watch everyone die. I assume you had friends here. <laughs> I assume this is where you make most of your money. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that this is your, it's very important for your living that yeah. this city remains. Yeah, I know you're here just because you're scared of us, but now watch the city burn and join us forever. Oh. So, the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. That's how that story ends. Oh, yeah. Very good. But the Israelites acted unfaithfully in regards to the devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the Boo. son of Zimri, Boo. took some of them. Boo. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Damn right. Damn so, right. So God's pissed off because one of the Israelites, Achan, has been a little naughty little devil. We're about to meet a pretty significant villain, I'd say. Well, Achan? No. Right. It's a pretty high profile, pretty high concept villain, I'd say. Okay. Joshua sent men from Jericho to AI. No, it's I. It's, it's spelled AI. That's, see, that's not how I'm pronouncing it. How are you pronouncing it? Ah. 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 So it's spelled AI. Sean is saying it AI. I'm saying, eh? No, but I think it is. I think they're literally fighting artificial intelligence. Like robots. I think it's Skynet. Oh. Well, I don't understand why, why else they would be there. We've already had the aliens come down. Mm-hmm. I think this makes sense. Again, it's, re- it's bringing in something that wasn't in the last series. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge villain to throw in the concept of AI. Eh? But they really stick with it. Yeah. Now Joshua sent the men from Jericho to AI, which is near Beth Avon. <laughs> so my thinking is there's just this woman called Beth Avon and she's next to a massive she's computer. She's waving to camera, yeah. She's next to a massive computer to the east of Bethel and told them, go up and spy out the religion. No, the region, sorry. So the men went up and spied out AI. Now, when they returned to Joshua, they said, not all the people will have to go up against AI. That's what they're thinking. 
They're like, we're not going to need a whole army to destroy artificial intelligence. Okay. It's just freaking circuit boards up there, bro. All right. We can just pour water on it. Send two or three thousand men to take it. And do not weary all the people, for only a few men are there. So about 3,000 men went up, but they were routed by the men of AI. Are routed, I they get it. They were routed, yeah. 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 Who killed about 36 of them. Listen, that ain't a rout, okay? I know you've had an easy pick in so far. <laughs> if you send up two or 3,000 men to fight a battle and 36 of them die, yeah. that is still a comprehensive victory. That's pretty good. I'd say. But no, they're acting like they're entirely defeated. Absolutely, yeah. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far down as the stone quarries. Yeah. Um, then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down <laughs> to the ground. I mean, he's, he's just, learned from he's, the best. He's pretending at this he's point, learned isn't from the he? best. He's pretending but, to be the old guy. But you know what I like about this story? The Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Yeah, like he has never understood this thing they all do. It's be- where they go like, no, I don't know what to do, bonk. Like... Suddenly, God's looking at it going, what is this? Is this a meme? Like, why is this prank you keep <laughs> what, doing? I'm trying to talk this? to you. Stop fucking going face down, you absolute muppet. This is why I killed your fucking boss. <laughs> he kept slipping over when the, in the heat of battle. Yeah. I need him, and he's just planking. So okay. basically, he, he, he pulls, what do you call it? He pulls Joshua together. Yeah. Gives him a clip around the ear. Says, hey, get your shit together. Consecrate these people. Go tribe by tribe. Take on AI. Yeah. You can be the John Connor of this story. <laughs> okay? Yeah. This is Bible Genesis. Oh. Oh, with a Y. Oh. Then Joshua, together with Israel, took Achan, son of Zain, the silver, the robe, the gold wedge, his sons and daughters, his cattle, donkeys and sheep, his tent, and all that he had to the valley of Accor. Why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will bring trouble on you. Then all Israel stoned him. Oh, I'm just, it's starting to yeah. starting to really weigh heavy on me the amount of death in this book. So if you didn't get that, Akan's stolen stuff from other places have gone and God's pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. So now he's going to get all the Israelites to just kill him. Yeah. And then that'll make everything fine. And you know what? It fucking does. Mm-hmm. If you've got a problem with someone, just kill him. It'll solve the problem. Then AI is destroyed. It's just another battle scene. I don't know if we should even read it. It's just battle after battle. It's relentless. Where's the love in this book? There isn't any. Where is the love in this? What do you want? A world? pond? What, what do you pond? want? You want a dirty pond to be sp- split in half? <laughs> is that... Oh, and then Sean did go upon one knee, hold up a ring, and say, "The Lord doth love me." And thine pond did open forth, and the rats did drown upon the come of the earth is that what is that what you think love is and romance genuinely right up my alley if there's nothing there's nothing more romantic than <laughs> than a prostitute telling you she loves you <laughs> and a thief being stoned by his former compatriots yeah that's romance that's romance okay okay and if you don't like that then you can watch your love actually okay 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 what's the next bit so at the end of destroying ah that's Joshua. A- AI. Ah! Uh, AI. Uh, How do you describe, like, what's the Steven Spielberg film called? Uh, Artificial intelligence. Uh, so Joshua destroys, ah, uh, and he takes the leader of, ah, uh, and he does something. I don't something, like that noise. It really freaks me out. Ah! Uh, because you does contort your whole face as you do it. Ah! Uh, he does something that he will do throughout. So Joshua, although he's stealing Moses' moves and 
the you know Aaron stuff. He's he's basically doing retread of everything else. He's bringing one thing of his own, which is this repeated theme, where he will take the leader of a defeated army, stick him on a pole or a pike for a few days, like just put the dead body there, and just leave it for a bit, and then brings it down. And the way I'm reading that, it's so weird. So he's basically does he like co- he covers them in rocks? He put the co- he, yeah yeah. So he puts the corpse on a stick so everyone can see it for a while. And then it goes like after a few days, he took him down and buried them. Like it's almost like he's putting it on a stick and going, "Eh, eh look at this." Yeah. And then everyone around is going, "Like, what are you doing?" But then you he's like, "Moses was a badass." <laughs> he's, he's too proud to immediately think it's a failure, so he leaves it up there. And then a few days later, he's like, "Okay, he's probably learned his lesson," and then brings it down. And then other armies he defeats, he also just puts their bodies on sticks. We'll come across some more later. And he just constantly puts dead bodies on sticks and leaves them there, like some walking dead villain. It's insane. Yeah, it's not a not ideal. That's what Moses has been replaced by, an actual psychopath. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this Joshua. This um, is the thing. Much like any reboot, re-lead, he's plain. He's not got a lot going on. You must. There must be some reboots you like. Not a lot of them. No? No, they don't, they don't do that well, do they? It never works when a lead leaves the show. Well, it's like in the future. You know, so, okay. So we all know Sean's got a bit of a career. So we all know Elliot. that by fifty, by episode 50 of this, it's going to be called Charles and Elliot Read the Bible. <laughs> and we're going to pretend that it's the same thing. And we're going to be reading the Bible. But by the time we get to, I don't know, let's say Ezekiel, we'll be reading it and the heart and the warmth and the love won't be there because we all know that Sean's not there. Yeah. And then we get to the final episode, me and Charles... And there's a short recorded message from Sean that he does on the airplane when he's on the way to Hollywood. But it's not the same, is it? That's not what you wanted. You wanted Sean and Elliot. Do you but think I'm actually going to give up this podcast? I don't think you'll get to Kings. You don't think I'll get to Kings? No. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you'll be too successful. You won't have time. I'm not... You think I'm successful? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, then we'll I reboot. Don't, I, don't, I don't think that's... I don't think that's going to happen. We'll be rebooting. I've turned down a lot Maybe of stuff shit. to do this podcast. I've turned down a lot. I hope you know that. Oh. I've been very loyal, like too loyal. Really? I've turned down opportunities of a lifetime. Like what? You know the new um, Lion King? Oh, yeah. I got offered a role. Who are you going to be? Rafiki. No. That's... No, no, I wasn't going to be Rafiki. I don't have anything against Rafiki. I was going to be Pride Rock. You're going to be The Rock? I was going to be Pride Rock. You've got the face for it. I was, they just wanted, <laughs> they go, can we just get you? Just we'll just we'll You just stand there and we'll just animate around you. And I was like, I've got to record a podcast. I've got a podcast about the Bible to record. And they'd be like, no, no, we'll just take a picture. And you're like, no, no I've got to go now. And they go, no, no, you can do your podcast here because we're doing a podcast about making this thing. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, of course, everything's a podcast. You won't be turning down future ones, will you? When they do a live action version of Pocahontas. Pocahontas. I was going to say Pocahontas. Oh, wow. It's almost uh, like there's a out about Disney films. <laughs> Fucking moron. We're not special. We're not connected. <laughs> I was going to say you'd be Grandmother Willow, but now I think you'll be something terrible. What What's the next live action one they're going to do? Uh, what, in real life? I reckon they'll do like, imagine if they did a really crap, like they made a crap choice. We're doing a live action version of Home on the Range. <laughs> yeah. All the singing cows. Yeah, you could be that one. Why are they doing all these live action ones? For money, obviously. Yeah, I know, but like... They know it'll make money even though they're all either worse... Or completely pointless. I just, I find it so, yeah, so it's disheartening, isn't it? Every time I read about one, I think it's terrible. Do because they're ones. just remaking them 
word for word. It's not like it's they're adding so a new bro- thing. And you know what? Fucking it's- idiots as well are absolutely lapping it up. Yeah. People are seeing the trailers for like Aladdin and Lion King and being like, oh, it's going to be great. But no, what you mean is the other thing that you like is already great. Yeah, you don't need you don't need this. You, Be- don't, you don't need to hear John Oliver <laughs> doing Zazu. You've got Rowan Atkinson doing Zazu. That's not different. Yeah, if John Oliver was just in the original doing the voice, you wouldn't give a shit. You wouldn't give a shit if the difference is between Rowan Atkinson and John Oliver. All right, all right. I'm with you. It, I'm, I'm keep furious. it going. Keep Every it time, going. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The casting on these things is great. It's great. Emma Thompson being Mrs. Potts. Ian McKellen being Cogsworth, yeah. fantastic. Billy Eichner being Timon. Seth Rogen as great, great. They're all great choices. Sean McLaughlin as Pride Rock. If the, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, the films didn't already exist, if you could just put those people in the original, but they're not there, so just make a different film with these new casts and come up with some new characters. How about that? How about that? All right. That's uh, that's Elliot talking there. Uh, I'm with you, bro. I got some good news for us. We've been offered a role in the next one. Oh, which one? What am I going to do? Am I going to be Lilo or Stitch? Because <laughs> I just because it's like on some days I can be Stitch, but on some days I can be Lilo, and it, it, it just depends on my mood. Is it is it is it is it is like a Jim Carrey um, Christmas Carol type thing where I can just be both? We are to play. Oh my god! <laughs> two of the Australian mice in the Rescuers Down Under. Oh, good eye, mate. I'm a bloody... Fl- I'm a fucking mouse! Today, mate, <laughs> we're going to take you down and, uh, and we're going to learn a lot about solving mysteries because we're a couple of mice. What they're going to do... Do you know what they're going to do? What? I bet. They're going to make... What? So we've got live action... So we've got the live action uh, Beauty and the Beast uh-huh. they made. Yeah. Right. Good for them. Fuming. They're then going to remake... An an- they're going to do a new animated version. And then they're going to make it... They're just going to keep Oh, they will, won't they? Yeah. I just don't... I don't know where this goes as a society... But I also think it does. I definitely, by, by the way, affect society. <laughs> I don't know. I do, but I do think it reflects society. I do think it. it I does. genuinely do think it reflects society. I think people are children. I think people are scared of being adults, and mm-hmm. I think people are longing for the past in a dangerous way. They wouldn't make them if people didn't go and see them. That's the problem. Like, well, yeah, but uh, yeah, of course they yeah. wouldn't make them. Anyway, we would never do that. So let's talk about the Bible some more. <laughs> Anyway, so the point is, you're not going to leave the show. Uh, No, I'm not going to leave the show. Okay, but just in case my career takes off, I'm not making that agreement. So, um, sorry, what was that? hmm? Joshua reads all the laws Ah. of God again and just makes sure everyone knows them because they've basically got a lot of new converts coming to them at this point. And they just got to make sure everyone knows what they're doing. They should do Hunchback of Notre Dame next. Yeah, they probably will as well. Nah, maybe too adult. It's too adult. I love Hunchback and Time. It's probably my favourite. It's too adult. It's my favourite one. It's really good. It's brilliant. But they the won't music make in it. that is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing's great, but it's yeah. too adult. And also, uh, I don't think they'd hire an actor and then like... I think in this day and age, they wouldn't get, you know, uh, Jake, Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal or something, or Bradley Cooper doing his little elephant oh! man thing. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not going to be able to do that now. They can't make somebody look deformed. <laughs> How would in real you life. feel? How would you feel if they said, "We want you to be Hunchback of Notre Dame. We want you to be Quasimodo." And you went, "Look, I am not willing to undergo prosthetics or thing to make me look deformed." Okay, I think that's offensive. And they said, "Oh no, we're not going to do anything." Which going to make me look like me? Oh, sorry, we thought you already came made up. Well, I mean, I do know every word to every song of that. 
I knew I'd never know. Shut up. This is fucking. I'm, I hate this podcast. It's the worst thing of my life. Why? Why did I turn down that sex comedy? And he's never going to leave. <laughs> and now we arrive at my favourite story in all of Joshua. This is a good story. This is the Gibeonite deception. Yes. I'm, I think I'm going to just call them con men. Che- okay. I think they're cheeky little con men. Or her. Or her. And I take us through it right now. You're right okay. with that? Yep. Curtain rises, as does the sun, much like it does over the live-action savannah. And the Israelites awaken to some visitors, and these people are called the Gibeonites. And they arrive, and they say, Joshua, we have heard all about Israel and yep. your power and your majesty. We want to make an oath with you and be your allies. We have come far We've we've tra- we've travelled very far. We've oh, come sorry. a di- big distance. They've walked a big distance. Walked a huge distance across the desert yeah. to go from Gibeon mm-hmm. to uh, you know wherever the Israelites are now, wherever. And, and that's five star review, five star reviews coming, please. So that's meant to prove their loyalty and worth to the Israelites mm-hmm. is how far they've travelled to be there. Yep. And they say, look, we can prove it. We have this cracked wine bottle which was fresh and new when we had it, but then over the journey, it's been broken. Our sandals are worn because we've been taking so many steps to get here. And our bread is crusty and old. And as we all know, as faithful listeners of this Bible, bread is usually like warm and fresh and gooey if you make it right, if you make it the way we've told you to make it. Salty. Yeah, but after a little bit of... Good bit little of protein. A little bit of time, if you maybe, like, you know, leave it under your bed or forget that it's, like, it's, you know, it's night time, you're not going to flush it down the toilet, or you're going to put it under your bed, the, the bread. And it'll just go crusty and hard. Mm. And that's what their bread is like. And that proves that they've travelled a long way. They yeah. made the bread fresh. They... <laughs> of course. Yeah, they made, they made it... That, that, that's the piece of resistance in their whole plan. Yeah. Because Joshua would look at that and go, well, well I mean, this... This ejaculus is at least four days old. Exactly, right? He, he puts his finger on it and goes, No, I'd say you did this four days ago. Four days? Yeah. Four days prior? I think, you, I think you're thinking about your mother's best friend when you made this. So they arrived. Everything they brought with them isn't very good. It's been worn by time. And that proves that they've, they've travelled a long way to be there. Hmm. And the Israelites and Joshua go along with this and say, Okay, we'll make an oath with you. We'll make a pact. We're allies. We're not going to harm you. And in return, the Gibeonites say, okay, cool. We're all on the side. It's we'll go that... back home, which, by the way, wink, wink, is really far away. Don't you think it's weird that Joshua and the Israelites now are willing... Like, they do understand the idea of alliances. Yeah. They do understand that. Yeah. They go, hey, we are now allies. We don't have to kill everyone. <laughs> but they're choosing to use it for two people. Yeah, they're not thinking. Oh, what about that massive city and that massive army we can destroy? Maybe they want to be our ally. Didn't yeah. get a chance, really, did they? Didn't get a chance. So yeah, the Gibeonites go back home. A few days later, I don't know how. A few days later, the Israelites find out that Gibeonites did not travel a long way at all. Yeah, they are like a neighbouring city. They're not very far away at all. The whole thing was a lie. They basically just put shit sandals on, brought out some old bread from the bin, and went. Oh, it's fucking good there. And they just pulled the wall over the Israelites' eyes. The Israelites go over there. Everyone's furious about it. But G- but Joe, <laughs> Joshua's like Joshua asked them why. She meant to call him Joe. <laughs> I was going to say, let's call him Joshua. Jo- uh, Joshua goes over there and says, "Like, why have you done this?" And the Gibeonites basically say, 
well, you do kill everyone. Like, you are wiping out everyone. We are terrified. We are fearing for our lives. We have to protect ourselves, which is super reasonable. Do you have any idea how hard it is to maintain an erection in a war zone? It's awful. This comrade almost killed us. The Israelites are furious and say, like, we should just wipe them out. We should destroy them. And Joshua and the leaders say, yeah, that does seem like our shtick, but we have made this oath. So they decide they're not going to kill all the Gibeonites, but they are going to, in a horrible, tragic twist, turn them into the woodcutters and water carriers for the Israelites. So basically they're saying, we'll keep them alive, but they're more or less, not, let's not use the word, but they are more or less now our slaves. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is just a horrible, cyclical like bit of a view, abuse, isn't it? Where the Israelites have gone and said, oh, look at these people. We're going to make them just work for us, for I assume little to no money at all. Uh, and the Gibeonites then are in allegiance with them, but are working for them. And the way it ends, which is what I quite like, which really puts like a weird turn on how the Bible's written, says... Um, is it the one... Is it just the last bit? Yeah. Which is he made the Gibeonites woodcutters and water carriers for the community and for the altar of the Lord at the place the Lord would choose. And that is what they are to this day. Yeah, to this day. To this day. So it's like saying that all the things we've learned about to this point, there's... A bit of it's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a place in the world yeah. where the Gibeonites are just this group of servants. We're woodcutters. Yeah. I mean, I always thought a lumberjack's life would be fun. Turns out. No. No. It's not by choice. And I say to thee, lumberjack, use thine axe to cut thine shackles. And he doth say, no, for mine master... The Israelites will find me and surely cut my nape from rib to tickle. Rib to tickle. That's right. I've read the Bible. The thing is, even if they were freed, they'd probably just end up going, Oh, I miss being a slave. I want to be a slave. I miss all the cucumber. But isn't that weird that they've basically just taken a whole group of people hostage? Well, of course. Monkey see, monkey do, isn't it? Um, Um, Then we get to probably the last legitimately good story in the whole thing. Yes, and now we're kind of rounding it off. It's been been a rough road. Approaching the finish line of Joshua. <laughs> the thing is, we're not approaching the finish line. Yeah. We're approaching the last bit that is, could even be potentially entertaining. Yeah. yeah. The producers are weighing up whether or not they should renew Joshua's contract as the lead of the show. Mm, not looking good. Now, Adoni Zedak, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken AI and totally uh. destroyed it. Doing to AI uh. and its king what it had done to Jericho and its king. So basically, this rival king sees the Gibeonites have made this treaty and he's angry about it. And he goes to some other kings, some wise men. There's five kings of the Amorites. And he says to them, let's go and kill those Gibeonites for joining with the Israelites. And these five kings become the kind of five final villains that we'll meet in this book. If they are villains, because let's face it, this is all morally grey. And it absolutely shouldn't be. I really thought the Bible would be black and white by this point. So they march on and try and defeat the Gibeonites. Come up and help me attack Gibeon. <laughs> oh, He says. <laughs> he sounds so sad. Because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. Oh. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. I mean, Jerusalem is the only one I give a shit about. They moved up with all their troops and took positions against Gibeon and attacked it. The Gibeons then sent word to Joshua, Do not abandon your servants. Come up to us. Help us. The Israelites run up. They predictably 
absolutely tear them to shreds. As the kings fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, Beth. Hey, guys. The <laughs> Lord hurled large hailstones down on them from the sky, and more of them died from the hailstones than were killed by the swords of the Israelites, thus Weird. rendering the entire battle pointless. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, the army's been destroyed. Gibeonites have been protected by the Israelites because they need the workforce. And the five kings have fled the battle entirely and hidden themselves away in a cave. And then the sun, i.e. the big old flaming ball in the sky. Big star in the sky. Not the British tabloid newspaper. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since. I don't understand this. Isn't the sun always up for a full day? Isn't that the idea? No, I think they're like for a 24-hour cycle. I think I guess that was the implication. Oh, that's... Again, that doesn't seem very special. We've seen real magic in this book. If you told me it was like a 100-day day, a 100-day long day, I'd say, oh, that's cool. Well, that, but that... like, the sun was up for a day. If you were just told that, you'd go, well, yeah, the sun is always up for a day. Do you know what? That's I agree with you because... The end, I don't know about yours, but the end of that paragraph mm-hmm. about the sun stopping in the middle of the day. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Yeah. Like, I was, I didn't need convincing of that, okay? He's done more incredible things fighting for Israel. He did more incredible things than two leaving sentences the sun ago. In the sky. I don't even understand how leaving the sun in the sky matters. Yeah. Like Joshua says, sun, stay exactly where you are, and God keeps the sun where it is. Well, and it, that's what? That's helpful? Well, Why is that helpful? It, that's the thing. You think when that happens, you think, oh, and they use the sun to find that. They don't. It, nothing like, they, happens. They bring the sun down to burn the enemies. Nothing or, happens. No, it's nothing. Just, what happens is they all end up having a slightly nicer day. Joshua's pointless. What, the book, the, the book? The character. Do you think so? I think what he's trying is... He's like, okay, uh, people remember this one. Um, the sun is just going to stay there. Yeah, yeah And then yeah. that's his magic power. It's not turning anything into a snake. It's not destroying anyone with fire. It's, this. remember that really long day we had, <laughs> everyone? And they'll be like, okay, I feel like, Josh, you can cut your own path. You don't have to be, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to be a Moses clone. He's like, no, but the sun, it's like it stayed... And it was my idea, and it was just a really long day. And they were like, yeah, but there was like a fight, and there were the kings yeah, yeah. had to fight. Wait, wait. And the kings got away. No, but the sun was up, though. The sun was up. Do you remember when the sun was up? The bit I remember from that day was when the Lord murdered an army with hailstones. Yeah, but couldn't you see it really well, because it wasn't <laughs> nighttime yet? <laughs> uh, the five Amorite kings are killed. Yes. Yeah, a so, very, very, very lengthy bit of the Bible. So they go to the cave, they open it, they attack them from the rear. Um, oh, I'm just going to look at Sean there. What? Attack them from the rear? Yeah, they attack them from the rear. Why would I... What's What's with that? Why would you look at me about that? I just... I let you take jokes like that. What jokes? Uh, the They attack the kings from the rear. They kill them all. And Joshua does his favourite thing. Butt sex. <laughs> hey! It was a butt sex thing. <laughs> I don't find that funny. Okay. And Joshua puts all of the 69ing. kings... 69ing. Now that's humour. <laughs> If it was 69ing, then I'm on board. Okay. Okay. Well, you're not going to find this next bit funny then. Okay. Joshua takes all of the dead kings. Oh. He rams a stick right up inside them. Just a big, hard throbbing in the sun, which is still up. Stick. And he leaves all five bodies on these pikes, just as before, just for a few days. And then he takes them down again, because he's a... He doesn't. He can't commit to the bit. That's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. 
And there's a list of all the defeated kings. There's a list of all the land that they had. Yes. So um, here we are. So Joshua, as a book, is split into two. The first half is, is are all the stories that we just covered. The second half is splitting the land into 12 different bits, basically, and saying, you can go there, you can go there, you can go there. All the tribes of Israelites just then scatter around. They're not traveling around anymore. Mm-hmm. They've all got their own little bit. And then after, well, we'll just skip that because you know that shit. You know that's boring. We've got to this point. Even by the standards of the Book of Joshua, that would be a boring ass. It's shit not to a read. story. It's okay. one of those things we're going to skip. It's about inheritance again. Yeah, we're doing yeah. all that. Then we come to the final section of Joshua. My favourite bit of this whole book. Well, then let's leave one more break and come back to it. Uh, me and Elliot would just talk about what you'd call a podcast about biology. I reckon hemobrobin. <laughs> you know, blood cells. Hemobrobin. Hemobrobin. Yeah. Okay. That's quite Big nice. Biology. Cool. What do I call it? Guyology. Guyology. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Biology. Oh, no. No, that sounds like it's a podcast about two funny bisexuals. <laughs> Bi-lol. Which this still could be. Well, look. We, it's a spectrum. Yep. And I'm telling you right now, I ain't 100% on one end. <laughs> he's only getting these doubts since he proposed, though. Okay. Uh, suddenly he's like, oh, I just like going to the gym a bit more. <laughs> yeah, Gavin's at the gym. I like Gavin. I like Gavin. He's kind of got friendly eyes, hasn't he? Uh, and we arrive at the final... Yeah, Josh dies. <sighs> oh, anyway, yeah, Josh dies. So, <laughs> Joshua dies. So, this is my favourite bit of the book, because we never have to listen to that frigging wiener again. He makes this big old speech... So Joshua basically copies Moses' death in the same way he's copied the rest of his life. So God says to Joshua, you're on the way out. You're 110. Yeah. You're an old fart. Joshua gathers all the people around again, tells them to believe in God and to be faithful to him. And if they're not faithful to him, their life's going to be a misery. Yeah. And he goes to a place and he dies. Um, yeah. That's it. He sent the people away, each their own inheritance. Joshua, son of Nun, died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance. Contract not renewed. Contract not renewed. Uh, And Joseph's bones, which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Sheshem, Mm -hmm. uh, in the tract of the land that Jacob bought for 100 pieces of silver. And Eleazar, son of Aaron, also died. Oh, yeah, Eleazar, the son of Aaron, who gets a bit more of a mention than than Joshua up to this point. Yeah, he also dies. He just dies. D- d- who cares? Like, why put that fact in? I just, yeah. Eleazar, who sometimes gets a mention, died. Yeah. And his uh, hero son, who killed that guy that time, never mentioned again. So, that was the book of Joshua, everyone. It was, um, there's some alright stuff in there. That's the problem. Is it it's has some alright bits. Fine. It's yeah, mediocre. Yeah. So, we're going back to this soft reboot thing. A lot of them are fine. They don't need to happen. None of this needed to happen. You know? Yeah. You can't end the Moses bit with a talking donkey and all that kind of crap happening. And then it's like, oh, and then this guy comes and does some of the same stuff, really. Mm. But now he's dead as well. Bring on judges. I think it was an underwhelming uh, book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully our listeners don't think it's an underwhelming episode of this podcast. I think they'll be overwhelmed. I think you'll, I think they'll be overwhelmed. I think they'll crash their cars. I And I don't even think that they'll be listening to it in their car. I think they're going to listen to it, they're going to go to their car, and they're yeah. going to crash it. Exactly. Just to, just, to, just to maintain the level of adrenaline. Exactly. That's surely coursing through their veins. Yeah. 
And for those of you that did listen in a parked car on the street corner, I hope that you tell your wives what you're doing. Yeah. Or husbands. And, you know, if you can stay together over the holiday period, that's fine. If not, if we've broken up your marriage, well, then maybe try and be a bit more open in your life, you know? Try and be a little bit, bit more bit open. More honest. Elliot can show you some cool spots. Hang out with Elle. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Sean's going to be hanging out with me less now he's getting married. Getting married. Me and Elliot can't just keep... <laughs> Rubbing our dicks together at the treehouse. <laughs> We're gonna have to close it. Popping back down. some cherry cokes, rubbing our dicks together, reading X Men comics. Oh, I'm gonna miss those days, Elliot. I'm gonna miss those days. Weird way to end a, uh, an episode. No, no. Sean, anything to plug? <laughs> I'm going on tour soon. The dates aren't available. And we know you'll be in Soho Theatre in March. Yeah, and also I'm bringing out a comedy album. You certainly are for the old Yankee dudes. The old Yankee Dankers. Or her. Or her. It's called Support Act, and it comes. It's on available for pre-sale on the fourth of December. A wonderful Christmas gift for someone that you kind of like. That'd be absolutely wonderful, and I cannot wait to hear it. Fifty minutes of quality stand-up and ten minutes of stuff that, frankly, should have been edited out. But hey, if you're listening to the podcast, you're used to stuff like that. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, that those percentages seem very generous. If that live-action Disney bit made it in, you're fully aware that we. <laughs> Always leave in at least 10 minutes of stuff that shouldn't be in there. We have to fill the gaps. It's a fortnightly podcast that has to be over an hour. Okay, so (laughs) see you next time for either a Christmas episode or the Book of Judges. Sean and Elliot Read the Bible was brought to you by Sean McLaughlin, Elliot J. Fallows, and Bible Corp. All artwork was by Ryan Weekman. All music was by Ms. Petrichor. The theme music this week was something pretty cool that was related to what we were talking about. I think it should be Israelites by Desmond Decker. Well, it's literally being composed as we speak so we can get this episode out quick. Lovely stuff. Uh, Guys. She's awesome. So, Also, keep looking out for Moses' eggs. We didn't mention it in this episode. Moses' eggs. If you find any, remember to email readthebiblepod at gmail.com or if, in fact, you have any comments and queries. We've had a couple things through now. So get in contact with us. Do your drawings. Don't do drawings. Do your drawings of Moses. Do your drawings of Sean kissing Why, why are you trying to force these fans on us? They'll do drawings in dupe course. In due course. In due, in due course. In due course. In that- oh, yeah, go to our new due course. <laughs> if you really want to learn about Jewish stuff, we're going to cover every religion in different mediums. So podcasting is about Christianity. We have a due course. We have a due course you can take. It's like three terms over a year. Each term costs about £240. So you can go to that. Done? Yeah. End of the episode. Yeah, I think we are. Okay.